All right, this is Winning Cures Everything. I'm your host, Gary Seegers. You can follow me on Twitter, at GaryWCE. That's going to give you the rundown for today's show. Barstool's Dave Portnoy and PFT commenter snuck into Super Bowl media day, opening night, whatever it was for the Super Bowl, and promptly got kicked out. We'll explain why. McGregor and Habib both got their suspensions today, and Bones Jones Finally got reinstated for UFC 235. We'll talk about what that means for the sport. And is Tony Romo worth $8 million for CBS? Because he better be. Um, and we'll talk about all that. So we'll, we'll get into it. And we've got college basketball picks. Went 1-2 and two last night. Not great. Still 82-59, and 59, I believe, is the number. 82 and 59. Yep, so 58.16%. Not bad. Uh, as always, you can follow the show at winningcureseverything.com on Facebook, facebook.com slash winningcureseverything, or on Twitter at winningcures. Hit that subscribe button if you're on YouTube. Leave some comments. Tell us what you think about the show, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you can also go over to Tunica, Mississippi, the South's premier sports gambling destination. They've got six incredible sports books. You can bet on the Super Bowl, college basketball, NBA, whatever you want to bet on. Their sportsbooks have got it. You can find more information over at tunicatravel.com. Go check that thing out. Let's jump into topic number one. Barstool's Dave Portnoy, El Presidente, etc., uh, PFT commenter, and he snuck into the Super Bowl media day for opening night. Now, the reason they had to do this is three, four years ago, uh, when all the deflate gate stuff was going on, they held a protest outside of NFL headquarters, about the Patriots and Deflategate. And from that point on, the NFL banned them from all NFL activities. So they are technically not allowed to be at any of these media events for the NFL. They still find a way to do it. NFL players still come on you know, the podcasts and, and come on the, uh, the radio station and whatnot. But... Technically, they are not allowed in to any of the NFL stuff. So, last night, Portnoy gets a fake ID, a fake uh, media credential, wears a mustache, wears an I Heart Goodell hat, sneaks in. They start asking a whole bunch of crazy, ridiculous questions like they generally do, and they got some good answers and whatnot, but eventually the NFL caught on. They kicked him out. TMZ was reporting the PFT commenter got arrested. He wasn't arrested. He was just warned that they were criminally trespassing because they had been banned from NFL events. It was a much bigger story than it should have been. Uh, and I think the NFL had every right to do what they did. Now, I enjoy Barstool. But if you are banned from somewhere, you are told not to be somewhere, they can create content from their studio in New York. They don't have to be in Atlanta. So I, I see where the NFL is coming from. On the other side, though, it did make for some pretty interesting headlines last night and this morning. So I, I got to give it to them on that. Topic number two, McGregor, Conor McGregor, suspended six months. He can return in April to fight in the UFC. He was fined $50,000 for his part in the, the ruckus last year after the fight between he and Habib. Uh, Habib, however, was suspended for nine months. Now, he can get that retracted back down to six 
uh, if he does an anti-bullying PSA for the Nevada State Athletic Commission. I don't know that Habib is actually going to do this PSA because he celebrates Ramadan anyway. He is uh, he's a Muslim, a traditional Muslim, um, and I don't understand a whole lot about it. I, I haven't, I don't know, you know, I haven't done the research. But Ramadan means that he will not return to fighting until the fall anyway. So I don't know that he does this anti-bullying thing. Uh, but they took five hundred thousand dollars of his purse. That is a steep, steep fine. But I guess if you're going to come out of the octagon and go after somebody, yeah, that's, I mean, it, they have to prove a point. They have to say it's going to cost you. Uh, so nine months and $500,000. His next fight, probably Tony Ferguson McGregor. I would imagine that they're going to set up this Cowboy Cerrone fight. We'll see. Uh, two guys that, that like to stand up and strike, that seems more in McGregor's wheelhouse. This would be a really big fight for Cowboy Cerrone. Really big fight for McGregor to get him back in the octagon. We'll see. We'll see. They uh, they seem like they would be a pretty good matchup. And the Habib-Ferguson thing, it, I mean, that's got to happen, right? Like, that's got to be the next fight. Don't make GSP. Don't do some Floyd Mayweather thing. Get Ferguson his shot, and and let's get this thing done with. That way nobody else is out here screaming that, that they get an opportunity or they should get an opportunity. They've tried the Ferguson-Habib fight four different times. Somebody always gets hurt before the fight. If these guys are healthy, get it done quick, right? Just get it done. Uh, Jones, uh, John Bones Jones. Good gracious, I'm talking fast because i got to get done fast. John Bones Jones was reinstated with a one-fight license for UFC 235. And that's his title defense against Anthony Smith. Now, the issue here is he is going to have strenuous, rigorous, random drug testing at least twice a month for all of 2019 if he wants to continue fighting. And it's going to continue even past that because of his past. And I can't blame him, but he had four different expert witnesses come in to the NSAC meeting today and explain that the amount of... PEDs that were in his system were all just leftovers. None of them believes that he had put anything in his system since 2017 that these things, the remnants of this, can stick around in your system for that long. And the Athletic Commission bought it, gave him a one-fight license, said, okay, but we're going to keep drug testing you, and if it ever ends up more than this, then we're going to cut you out again. We'll see if he can adhere to it, but man, like I understand he is worth a lot to this promotion. He's worth a lot to the UFC. They need him. They need him bad. So hopefully he will not screw things up this go-round. I like watching him fight. The fight against Anthony Smith should be a lot of fun. Uh, that's in March. I'm sure we will talk about it once we get around to that point. But, uh, yeah, good on good on the NSAC. We, uh, we have McGregor, like, should be back. Sometime after April, I would imagine he'll probably fight in June. Uh, Habib probably fight in September, October, somewhere around there. And uh, and then Jones, bon, eh, John Bones Jones will be back uh, in March. And then he'll probably have another title defense in, over the summer, August, somewhere around there. Uh, topic number three, is Tony Romo worth $8 million a year to CBS? He's getting paid $4 million a year right now. 
But news spread, Darren Ravel actually put out an article on the Action Network today where Romo has been talked about by teams regarding him being a head coach. Now, that's interesting to me because everybody talks about how well he sees the game from his analyst role. I don't know that I would have considered that to be a head coaching thing, but that's him. That's what he does. Uh, I could I could see it with McVay and, and everything else with everybody's going younger. You feel like Romo's a guy that people can relate to. He sees the game very well. It's, it might be worth a shot. If it's worth a shot, it could be $8 million a year for a head coaching gig, roundabout. He's only making four right now. He's a free agent next year. So his CBS deal, done after the 2019 season. We will see what happens with that. I am really curious if CBS is willing to pay him mega money because I don't know if the average fan, like, I feel like I do sometimes. I tune in to see Romo call a game because it's interesting. He makes football more interesting. Like, there's some people that I won't turn on the game because they're calling the game um, unless it is my team, right? But I want to see Tony Romo every week. That's just the way it goes. He's he's interesting. He is incredibly intelligent. I enjoy Romo. I think he might be worth that money to CBS. But I don't know on a broad scale if he is or not. Like, if they just brought in somebody else, people are probably... I don't know that the ratings change, right? And that's what this whole business is, is ratings. So if Romo is not worth more than the $4 million that they're paying him right now, he could go back, get an NFL head coaching gig, easily make six to eight million a year, and then he can come back into the TV thing whenever he wants to. But he's young, he is vibrant, he is he's got all kinds of personality. So I am all about Tony Romo doing this or being a head coach, one or the other. As long as he stays involved in football, I'm down with it. Uh, let's move into the college basketball picks. Went one and two last night. Uh, but we're 82-59-1 on the season. That's still over 58%. I got five of them tonight for you. I feel a little bit crazy, but I decided to go on and, and put my own money on these. So, uh, pick number one, I've got Wisconsin plus three at Nebraska. Look, I, I don't know what I'm missing here. Uh, Nebraska, they're on a three-game losing streak. They just got waxed at home by Ohio State. Isaac Copeland... Uh, their guy from, from Georgetown that transferred in, he's been averaging 14 points, 5 rebounds a game. He is like a glue piece to this team for Nebraska. Wisconsin has won and covered three straight. They are looking really good. Nebraska has lost and has not covered in three straight. Nebraska's at home. I like Wisconsin to win the game here, so I'm going to take the plus three on this. Uh, pick number two, Northern Illinois, minus four and a half. At home against Ohio, Ohio is one and five against the spread on the road. Uh, Northern Illinois is six and one against the spread at home. The metrics have actually got this closer to Northern Illinois minus seven and a half. I'm only having to lay four and a half here. I'll take that all day. So Northern Illinois minus four and a half. Pick number three, Kansas. I got them at a pick 'em against Texas, and I think it's actually Kansas plus two right now. Um. Try not to make this too hard. 
I get Kansas is one and four on the road, but they are a better team than Texas. And we we've seen Texas just look awful in spots, right? Now, Kansas, we've never seen them look just awful. But I think that I like Kansas to win this game. They need to get things back on the right track. I think they start tonight in Austin. Shaka Smart is in trouble down there. Give me Kansas to win this game outright. If you can get them plus two, go on and get the plus two. That way you're not hit on a on a last-second one-point game. You know, uh, Pick number four. I'm going over 137.5. I've got a nose itch like crazy. I don't know what the hell is going on there. Uh, over 137.5 in Kentucky at Vanderbilt. Uh, the total was at 140 when the day opened, and it steadily got bet down to 137.5. Look, Kentucky's been hitting overs. Vandy's been hitting overs here lately. Both of them have been like they figured out how to score points. I think they score points tonight. I like Kentucky to win. I'm not worried about the spread here, though. Give me the over 137.5. And then pick number five, Nevada at UNLV. Nevada has six overs and 13 unders on the season. UNLV is about half and half here. Uh, UNLV at home, though, way more unders than overs. People have put too much stock in Nevada. They think that they are better than they actually are. This is still a really good basketball team, but they are really good defensively. There's a lot of unders here. I'm going the under 153.5 for Nevada at UNLV. That is your late game. If uh, if you want to bet the other ones early, like Northern Illinois, that's a 5 p.m. Central game. Go on and get those done, and then decide if you want to do Nevada at UNLV. I've got money on all five of these right now. Uh, as always, you can find the picks over at winningcureseverything.com slash gambling-picks, or just go to the website winningcureseverything.com, click the gambling picks thing up in the navigation bar, check that out, and uh, and always... Hit us on YouTube, subscribe, comment, tell us what you're uh, what you're thinking, share out the show, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, whatever your favorite app is, we are there. Uh, we will see you guys tomorrow again. Uh, Chris and I will be doing the preview tomorrow night. I am excited, the Super Bowl preview. Um, we've we've been digging through numbers. We've been deciding on how we feel about. So many tickets coming in. I know uh, we had somebody jump in here. Pat's minus two and a half, minus one twenty. Uh, yeah, I mean we're we're going to talk about all that tomorrow night. So, but we'll we'll have it posted. Don't worry. We'll give you plenty of time to get your Super Bowl bets in. No worries at all. As always, go to the Gambling Picks page. Told you about that. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Winning Cures uh, at Gary WCE for me. You can follow us on Facebook, facebookcom slash Cures Everything. Subscribe to YouTube, subscribe to the podcast, share the show out. We love you guys for coming in. We'll see you next time.